Our New Testament lesson this morning comes from Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 through 38. Hear the word of the Lord. When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now let us welcome to the pulpit Mr. Travis Bedsall, a lay servant from Ashland Place United Methodist Church, who will be bringing us our message this morning. It's my pleasure to be here with you this morning. Several weeks ago, Micah called and asked me to fill in for him today. Uh, we attend Ashland Place United Methodist Church, and Micah and Christian are very precious to us. Uh, Christian is our assistant minister over at Ashland Place, and I told him I'd be glad to fill in. I probably met some of you last summer when we had the neighbor night at Ashland Place during the summertime. Uh, when Ashton Place and Spring Hill Avenue got together in our fellowship hall. Today, I want to talk about forgetting, specifically Christian forgetting, or as Micah puts it, Christian amnesia. What I mean is forgetting God in the good times when things are going well and life is good. If I ask how many of you have forgotten something, I expect every hand would be raised Forgetting is just part of being human, isn't it? Let's think about some of the things we commonly forget. Keys. I can imagine many of us have misplaced our, our keys and forgotten where we laid them down. What about glasses? I'm sure there have been many misplaced glasses as well over time. Now, gentlemen, let's think about anniversaries. How many of you all have forgotten your anniversary? Well, I bet you didn't forget it the next year. Our anniversary is December 27. That date wasn't selected to help me remember, but it certainly does help. Those of us who have children probably remember the selective memory that our children have when you tell them to do something. Memory is a funny thing. I can easily remember 88469 which is my college student number, and 87865, which is my wife's college student number. Perhaps you're the kind of person who has perfect recall, but most of us have plenty of things that we do forget. Sometimes it feels like the things we forget are the most important things, while the things we remember are just useless facts. Perhaps you can remember your driver's license number. Mine's 262-1231 but a certain date jumps out of my brain when we need it most. Memory is just a funny thing, isn't it? We rely on memory for just about everything in life, yet memory is one of those faculties that seem to fail us at the wrong time. When it comes to memory, forgetting something or someone important has significant impacts. Memory plays an important relationship with, our, with others, with other people. But most importantly, it plays an important part in our relationship with God 
and it always has. Though God wouldn't disappear if we forgot our relationship with him, our relationship would certainly be fractured. If any of you can remember Hurricane Frederick in 1979, people seemed to find their way to church on Sunday to thank God for being spared from the wrath of that hurricane. The same thing happened on what we call 9-11. Churches were full after that time. People needed to be there to remember God and to thank him for their own blessings. Those times were extraordinary. Now today, I want to talk about remembering God on a day-to-day -day basis, maintaining a good relationship with God. Our scripture lesson comes from Deuteronomy, and the 34 chapters of Deuteronomy have, a, have had a more profound and enduring influence than any other book in the Old Testament. Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 12, which is in your order of worship, goes into the how of helping us remember to remember God on a daily basis. Hear now the reading of the scripture from Deuteronomy 6. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Keep these words that I am commanding you today in your heart. Recite them to your children and talk about them when you're at home and when you're away, when you lie down and when you rise. Bind them as a sign on your hand. Fix them as an emblem on your forehead and write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. When the Lord your God has brought you into the land that he swore to your ancestors, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give you a land with fine, large cities that you did not build, houses filled with all sorts of goods that you did not fill, hewn cisterns that you did not hew, vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. And when you have eaten your fill, take care that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. This is what the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now, this narrative of the Old Testament and the history of Israel has an underlying theme that states over and over again the importance of remembering the people's relationship with their God. The focus is on the people remembering God because for some reason, no matter what God does, the people always forget about God unless things really get bad. The Israelites developed a certain form of what we call selective amnesia. The whole book in the Old Testament of Judges, the whole book of Judges in the Old Testament, is a collection of the people forgetting about their God. The beginning part of Judges states, the Israelites did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and worshiped the Baals. And they abandoned the Lord, the God of their ancestors, who had brought them out of the land of Egypt. 
And the end of the book of Judges says, In those days there was no king in Israel. All the people did what was right in their own eyes. But it continues even beyond that. At the end of Solomon's reign, everyone is off with other gods. Almost every single prophet in the Old Testament speaks of how the people have forgotten about God. And by the time Jesus arrived on the scene, he weeps over the people of Jerusalem at how they forgot God, and he threw the money changers out of the temple. Now imagine, if you will, how frustrating that must have been for God. Even when God gives the most imperative commandment that we've read in the Old Testament and the New Testament, and that is, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. God has to follow up with instructions to us to ensure that the people do not forget the Lord because the God knows people will forget the Lord. The issue of forgetting God is not restricted to the Israelites. Guess what, folks? It is carried over into our generation as well. And we call it, and this is the theme that Micah gave me, Christian amnesia. We forget that God calls us to love, not just in churches, not just in Bible studies, and not just in prayer gatherings, but throughout our entire lives, always to remember to love God. In Matthew 22, Jesus is asked about the greatest commandment, and we heard the reading of that. And Jesus reminds the people, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. Well, the problem, as we see it, is not so much that we don't know what to do as Christians, but the question becomes, how do we remember to love God? How do we remember to do this? In our scripture lesson for today from Deuteronomy, God gives us five helpful tips to always remember him. This is the heart of the message from Deuteronomy today. First, he says, keep these words that I am commanding you today in your heart. Keep the words in your heart. Second, recite them to your children. And third, talk about them when you're at home and when you're away and when you lie down and when you rise. Fourth, bind them as a sign on your hand. Fix them as an emblem. We don't do this so much anymore. Emblem on your forehead. Now the, and fifth, write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. We don't do that either, but we're going to talk about a way we can do number five in a minute. Let's go through these steps in depth. Step number one, keeping the words in your heart means let them be valuable to you that the words of God matter to you. Let them have an impact on you. Let them be precious to you. Now Jesus informs us in Matthew chapter 6 at verse 21, where your treasure is, there your heart 
will be also. In other words, the key to not forgetting God or God's words is to make them like a treasure like none other. Consider each word as a priceless artifact. Consider the love for God as more valuable than anything else you can possess. And in these times of worldly possessions, sometimes we forget that. Number two, step number two. Recite these words to your children. This is one of the most important part of remembering for several reasons. Matthew 19, Jesus says, Let the little children come to me and don't stop them. We remember that verse. Well, as we teach the next generation, we open the door for them to follow Christ. Now imagine what would have happened if we had stopped teaching history in school. It wouldn't take but a couple of generations, would it, before the world forgot the world's major events that had transpired in earlier centuries, and we've learned from history. Children are like, kind of like blank slates for us. So if we teach them about loving God, then we give them a foundation that can carry on. Another reason for teaching children is that we ourselves learn and remember better as we teach. I've learned more about Deuteronomy 6 getting ready for this than I thought I would ever know. So teaching our children is important because we also remember that as well. As such, it is more than our duty. You know, it's really our privilege to, say, to share these stories about God with the next generation so that humanity can't forget God. Now, step number three, which we probably don't do here in this century, but talk about them all the time. The instructions tell us that wherever we are, the love of God should be our topic of discussion. And even further, from the moment we wake up to the moment we fall asleep, the love of God is supposed to be on our lips. To put it more simply, if you're conscious, if you're awake, then make this one commandment that God gave us to be your everything. And Jesus went so far in Matthew 4 to say, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So God declares the importance of having these words in our conversations. And we don't do that all the time. Number four, step number four. Bind these words on your person. How many of you have ever been so pressed to remember something that you wrote it on the back of your hand? Some sort of number or some telephone number or whatever it might be. It's a pretty good method because you have to take your body with you wherever you go, don't you? You can't accidentally forget your body somewhere, and it ends up being something that you take notice of when you write it on your hand. You take notice of it throughout the day. So we need to implore each other to do whatever we need to do to remember God. Some people wear bracelets with scripture on it, while others just take these words to mean simply to remember 
taking, remember God by taking God with you always. Now, the book of 1 Corinthians says, whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. Do whatever it takes to glorify God. So step number five, we're moving through one through six, folks. Step number five, write them wherever you frequent. You know, we don't have a pen here writing them down necessarily in the church pews. We tend to remember what we encounter every day. If you're thinking about where you might want to eat and you keep running across advertisements from McDonald's, guess where you're likely to think about first? McDonald's. You're likely to remember it as one of the first choices. The same type of psychology applies when you're likely to remember God. Wherever you go, whatever you see most often, put these words out there so you can remember them. We were talking about the doorpost and the gates, but here in the modern world, we talk about wherever we go. This speaks more than just our own remembering, but by writing these words publicly, we're also offering them for others to read as a first encounter or perhaps even as an unexpected reminder. How many of us have driven on I-65 to Birmingham, we see the sign on the right of the road. God, the devil will get you if you don't go to church. Remember that on I-65. I remember that. I don't know why it sticks in my mind, just like the student number on my driver's license does. So this is to help us consider that remembering God is not just an act for an individual, but it's also an act for a community, for a city, and for a nation. Now, this is not necessarily an exhaustive list of the ways to remember God, but it's a pretty good place to start. The premise of these five steps that we went through is to do whatever it takes to remember God. And that's what he said, remember me. That's what Deuteronomy is all about, remember me. According to Deuteronomy, first, first keep God's words in your heart. Recite them to your children. Talk about them all the time. Bind them on, your, on yourself. And fifth, write them in familiar places. Now God has made things pretty simple for humanity when it comes to what we're supposed to do. Number one, love God with all your heart with all your soul, and with all your might. That's about as simple as it gets. About as simple as it really gets. Bottom line is, just love God. Well, the folks in Israel were forgetting. The folks in the modern days forget. Yet perhaps we need to present this as a commandment to our own selves. Do you love God? with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. We might answer with a yes, but you know what, folks? We probably forget sometimes, too. So what does God expect from his forgetful people? God gives us a place to start by giving us these five simple steps. But it all boils down to this. Do whatever you can to remember God. 
Don't just do it in the low times or when it feels the easiest to remember God. God says do it all the time. Now the latter part of our message from Deuteronomy that we read earlier, and it's in your order of worship, says essentially, when you're taken care of and you don't seem to have any other needs, when life is good for you and you're rich, when everything seems to fall into place, you have all you could ask for, don't forget God. That's really what that latter part of the scripture from Deuteronomy says. Take care that you do not forget God. These are the times it is easiest to forget when we're relying upon ourselves, which we often do, rather than on God. Now the call here today is to remember the God who loves you, who sacrificed everything to save you, the God who has never left you, and then we're supposed to respond. When we remember all that God is, and all that God was, and that God will be, then our response should be, we'll love the, God, love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our might. And when we love God with, with our all, then we can't forget him, can we? And when we, and when we cannot forget God, then guess what? We love him forever. It's like a cycle. It all begins from, with remembering God and doing everything humanly possible never to forget God. Like we said earlier, memory is a funny thing. Christian memory requires committing time and effort to pass those memories along to the next generations. So that even in the best of times and in the worst of times, even in our highs and even in our lows, the Lord will not be forgotten. Well, because in our remembrance, we develop, what, a beautiful relationship with God. In our remembrance of God, we find our greatest hope. In our remembrance, we can't leave behind God's magnificent love. And to, quick, to close, we could all do with a little more Christian remembering. A little more Christian remembering. May the blessing of God Almighty, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Thank you.